Hello and welcome to your spiritual awakening. We're here to teach you the word of Godney and all about the legendary Miss Britney Spears. You're listening to episode 11, Sins of the Mother. Hello everyone, again, it's been a while. We know we shouldn't have kept you waiting, but we're here now. We hope you all had a very merry Britmas. We hope you all had a very merry Britmas. And we wish you all a very happy new year. The holidays are busy and it's probably no surprise to anyone that we've missed a couple of weeks. The posting schedule may get even more hectic due to new work commitments that are coming up. So we'll try our best to stick with it, but no guarantees. This all depends if we are able to keep or um, get new jobs in this economy. Anyway, I can't believe we're only on episode 11. Corinna was just saying she can't believe we're already... Wait, what were you saying? It's been so long. I was saying it's been so long since we did a podcast. That's all I said. Oh, okay. It has been a long time, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't been that many episodes. And that's because we constantly and consistently (laughs) are inconsistent. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You can always count on us to be inconsistent. So... Much happened last year in the free Britney movement, including Britney actually being freed. The question of the week is, other than freed Britney, (laughs) what was your favorite Britney moment of 2021? It could be an Instagram post, a moment from one of the court hearings, a TikTok trend, anything directly Britney or Britney adjacent, doesn't matter, whatever, your choice. I know what mine is. Mine is... Holy fuck, girl. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, shit. Fucking balls, eh? (laughs) Fuck, girl. Nice. Yeah, that's the best thing I've seen all year. Okay, that was at the top of my list. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. And anyone who knows me knows I have um, a phobia of burping. (laughs) And listening to people burp is... Mm -hmm. I mean, it just really disgusts me for reasons, irrational reasons. Don't know why. Listen, we all have our things. Okay, that's mine. We all have our flaws. Sophie can't burp. That's her flaw. For some reason, the Britney burp didn't really bother me. So I think I'll just keep Mm -hmm. listening to it for, like, you know, exposure therapy. Yes, that is a great idea. She's helping me heal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you, Britney. (laughs) Thank you, Britney. So for me, it was amazing when Britney acknowledged Free Britney on her Instagram. She thanked the fans. Um, Her testimony was very powerful, very moving. We listened to it together when it happened in real time back in the summer. Other than that, I love seeing this new appreciation by the public for her music and her cultural impact. I know she hates being seen as a victim, so it was really cool to see her songs going viral on tiktok and her being y2k inspo on social media in general however my favorite moment was probably when britney herself gave herself the recognition she deserves in a real instagram post which was a compilation of a few of her most iconic moments with the caption For some reason, I feel like the world needs to be reminded i may dance in my living room now but i sure as hell know who i am Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Loved that. Okay, so let's get started. (laughs) Just a wee warning, this episode is going to be hard to get through. Not as hard as next episode or the episode after that, but uh, difficult. So, in Inside the Dream, Dennis does a nice little timeline of events regarding Britney's experiences as a new mother. If you don't remember, Sean Preston, her first son, was born in September. February, Britney is photographed by paparazzi driving with Sean Preston on her lap. Today, news reported, quote, blame it on love and the paparazzi. That's Britney Spears' explanation for why she was driving with her infant son on her lap rather than in his car seat. Several photos published Tuesday showed Spears driving her SUV with her son, Sean Preston, perched on her lap rather than strapped into a car seat in the back seat. Spears says she did it because of a, quote, horrifying, frightful encounter with the paparazzi. The photo shows Spears holding the wheel of the car with one hand and her four-month-old baby in the other. 
A person is shown sitting in the passenger seat next to Spears. Quote, I was terrified that this time, the physically aggressive paparazzi would put both me and my baby in danger, Spears said in a statement released late Monday. I instinctively took measures to get my baby and me out of harm's way, but the paparazzi continued to stalk us. I love my child and would do anything to protect him. In April, Sean falls off his high chair and is taken to the hospital for a checkup. In May, Sean is photographed by an overhead helicopter in a baby seat that is facing the wrong way, which can be deadly. ABC News reported, quote, Some parents are coming to the young mom's defense because they say that car seats are tricky to install the right way. Others, however, say that Spears acted thoughtlessly. Quote, I think she's got a million people working for her that can tell her what's safe and what isn't, said Lee Coat. How do you pronounce that? Lay? Lee? 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 I have never met anyone with that name. I think it's Lee. We're just a bunch of ignorant Ontarians. Okay. (laughs) Lee Coat, the mother of 19-month-old Lainey. Girl, your daughter's name is Lainey. Shut up. (laughs) And if you don't know, then maybe you should, you know, read the instructions that come on the box of the car seat. Okay. Sick burn. Again, in May, two days later, Brittany stumbles on slippery, wet cobblestones in New York and almost drops Sean Preston. She holds onto her coffee cup and the Daily Mail runs the headline, Oops, Brittany drops baby, but not a drop of her drink. Lynn writes in Through the Storm, quote, How many mothers have stumbled while holding their babies? How has America become so self-righteous? That's what I really want to know. So, yeah, I mean... Parenting is hard. I'm not a parent, but I assume it's hard as fuck, Mm -hmm. especially when there's a bunch of paparazzi chasing you all the time. Yeah, that would be awful. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. Especially when it... Nobody knows what they're doing when they're a parent. Nobody knows what they're doing. Out of these incidents, the LAPD interviewed Brittany twice. Britney's attorney, Marty Singer, released the following statement to Access Hollywood. Quote, while there was an automatic report by the hospital to the Department of Children and Family Services, DCFS immediately responded and determined there was no problem and no reason to open a formal investigation. They determined that the parents were not involved in any injury and that nothing improper was done within the home. So there's another horrible incident where Brittany drove Sean Preston in her mini coupe. Yes, she had a mini coupe tailgated by paparazzi to Malibu Country Mart, just like a upscale uh, sort of, I don't know, grocery shops, restaurant place for something to eat. She took him inside as paparazzi were crowding her and her son snapping photos and realized that the staff in the restaurant were also taking photos of her. So there was no escape. She started crying and they continued photographing her. Later, she had this to say about the people photographing her. Quote, Ew, I just spat everywhere. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, you know what? You're a mom. Why are you taking my picture right now? And you see that I'm crying. Are you that ignorant? Around this time, her inner circle started to believe that she suffered from postpartum depression. Now, as I've mentioned before, I don't want to speculate on that that much, but I will share some statistics from postpartumdepression.org. In the United States alone, approximately 70 to 80% of women will experience, at a minimum, the baby blues. Many of these women will experience the more severe condition of postpartum depression or a related condition. The reported rate of some type of clinical postpartum depression among new mothers is in between 10% to 20%. Note, that is the reported rate. One recent study found that one in seven women may experience postpartum depression in the year after giving birth. With approximately 4 million live births occurring each year in the United States, this equates to almost 600,000 postpartum depression diagnoses. So, I mean, it's pretty common. Many, Mm -hmm. many women suffer from it. There shouldn't be no stigma surrounding postpartum depression, and all women who go through that should be able to seek and receive help uh, with no trouble. Unfortunately, if Brittany was suffering from that, uh, I don't think that was the case. I don't think that she got the help that she needed. Here's a quote from a close source talking about her relationship with her baby. She loved him to bits, as she did with little Jay afterwards. 
She adores her boo-boos and seemed fine when others were there to support. It's the times when she was alone that proved too much. Britt was emotionally all over the place and often became frantic. Another source who Brittany confided in during this time told Dennis, quote, She had a very clear idea of what married life should be like. She's an idealist, but the reality was very different. She felt a husband and father had certain responsibilities, and she was on at Kevin about obligations she didn't feel he honored. She felt miserable, and all she saw was him running after stardom. She took this as an indication of how much he loved her, that she wasn't good enough for him. Whereas Kevin felt he was doing the responsible thing, going out and paying his own way. So this source to me sounds a bit naive in their view of Kevin. I mean, was he really paying his own way? Did he actually expect to become anywhere near successful a rapper as Britney was a pop star? I didn't even know he was a rapper. Yeah, because he wasn't interested <laughs> in he wasn't interested in working hard no. or you know or the art or the yeah. performance or anything like that in my opinion. Now, what proof do I have of this? Well, here's some lyrics of Kevin's... I have no idea how to pronounce this. I think it's Papa Zhao. What is it? It's a song. Oh. All right, here we go. Okay, these are... (laughs) So the song begins with a bunch of sounds. We have, in parentheses, yodel, grunt, oink, oink, chuckle, ow, bark, bark, chuckle. Oh my god. And then the bridge is toy yo-yo thang on me baby. That repeats. three more times. (laughs) The genius I do show, I'm just singing Papa Zhao. (laughs) In Portuguese, it means bring your ass on the floor and move it real fast. I want to see a kitty with a little bit of titty. Want to know where I go when I'm in the city. (laughs) That is so horrible. Oh my god. It's like at the beginning he just like hit random buttons on the keyboard yeah. to make those like barnyard sounds. Yeah. I have to listen to this after I want to hear this song. Okay, we're going to listen to this right now, so okay. we're going to take a pause. <laughs> okay, um, so we're back and it means, okay. It's Popo Zhao. It's Popo Zhao. Yeah, sorry yeah. to everybody. I pronounced it wrong very sorry apologies to kfed apologies to all his fans every single zero <laughs> every single of you none of you every single none <laughs> of you i'm so sorry okay anyway yeah that was horrible um yeah wow i avoided listening to that for many years and now i know why and now... i can never get those five seconds back okay yep so are these the official lyrics that you were reading yeah these are the, the official yodel lyrics. grunt oink oink <laughs> chuckle yeah Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, imagine you're Brittany, and that's your husband. And you just gave birth, and your husband is out there doing that. Yeah. I would be mad. I think he released that song before she gave birth, but, um, I mean, it's still embarrassing. It's still a plague on humanity. (laughs) While she's going through all this, she discovered that she was pregnant again. Although she was apparently freaked out, Lynn told her that accidental pregnancies are the Lord's plan. Jaden James was born in September, so she probably found out around January or February. Okay, this next part, take it with a grain of salt. According to Dennis, Brittany drove to a bar alone and drank alcohol while pregnant. Oh. Now, Dennis claims that not one paparazzi recorded this, not one fan saw her, and not a single person other than this bartender lived to tell the tale. And, of course, he only told it to Dennis. No one else. Right. I looked online everywhere. At this time, you would make a pretty, pretty penny selling that information to the tabloids. Mm-hmm. I looked everywhere. Not a single source backing this up. Um, it's it's really strange. Not sure if this happened. I want to believe that Dennis is a good source, but, you know. You know, bartenders can make things up. And I'm guessing Dennis... As we discussed in the first few episodes, you know, he has a book to sell. So I'm, you know, I think he's going to embellish some things a little bit. Anyway, so I wanted to mention it because I believe in telling the full story, not placing people on pedestals, but I cannot find another source Hmm. for this specific information. Obviously, drinking while pregnant is a really bad choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I don't want to focus on this too much, but I will say that we can acknowledge it's a stupid move that endangers others while also thinking critically about the reasons why she may have done this. Knowing what we know, how bad she wanted her first baby, the circumstances into which the second baby will eventually be born, by that I mean the paparazzi, an increasingly absent father, you can start to see how a person starts to break no matter how strong they are. Um, not to mention, do we even know if she wanted the baby? Yeah, exactly. What if she was planning on getting an abortion? Yeah. We yeah, don't, don't know we that. Don't know. Yeah. It's all like... <laughs> it's all a mystery. Yeah. But considering her mom's comments, right, about how it's the Lord's plan, it's I don't know. You can come to your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think this trend follows Brittany throughout the next few years. Um But instead of thinking critically about her environment and circumstances, those around her seemed to turn a blind eye to how the public and the media treated her and instead placed 100% of the blame on her for how things turned out. So instead of saying, you know, Brittany is acting out, let's get to the root cause and try to fix it, which is what you should be doing, it was Brittany is acting out, let's put her under lock and key so she can no longer do so. Yeah, because that will help for sure. Yeah. So... Of course, there's misogyny, ableism, greed, abuse, tons of other factors that led to the conservatorship, but I just wanted to share my take on maybe why she started acting this way. Uh, Of course, I am not a psychologist or anything like that. This is all a very pedestrian take, but I think most of you could probably come to the same or a similar conclusion, right? I mean, it's just basic human empathy. Uh, All right, so... The Matt Lauer interview. This one's, it went kind of viral this year, I think, after Framing Britney Spears came out. Uh, That is because there's a clip of her crying and it's all very difficult to watch. So in June of 2006, Britney sat down with sexual predator Matt Lauer. You can look into that at your own discretion. I'm not going to talk about it much here, but I did want to note Matt Lauer is a sexual predator. Anyway, he referred to her as sexy, sexed up, and a sexier version the boys could like as well. Creepy much? (laughs) Oh, also, I do want to note when he is referring to her as sexy and sexier, he's talking about Britney when she was a teenager. Okay. Oh, good. So Great. he's not talking about her now. No one thinks she's sexy now because she's pregnant. Right. And she's a mother. She's the and media's she's labeling her as fat. Right. Um, you know, a shadow of what she once was. <laughs> oh my god! Like she's just pregnant. <laughs> right. So here are some excerpts of the interview. Lauer describes the incident where Sean Preston was on Britney's lap while she was driving, saying that it quote crossed from a paparazzi incident. To the next day, it's in the newspapers, and you've got all these legitimate people weighing in, saying, you know what? That's dangerous, and she put her child at risk. You saw the questions being asked. Is Britney a bad mom? It's not like, did Britney record a bad song? Is Britney wearing a bad outfit? Is Britney in a bad marriage? Is Britney a bad mom? Britney replies, that's America for you. She later explains that her child wouldn't be in these dangerous situations if it weren't for the paparazzi. Lauer asks, what do you think it will take to get the paparazzi to leave you alone? Brittany tearfully replies, I don't know. I don't know. Matt, is that one of your biggest wishes? Brittany, yeah, I would like for them to leave me alone. Matt, if you could talk to them as individuals and not as a group, what would you say to them? Brittany, I would just say that you have babies at home. And you have a wife, and if you don't, you have to realize that we're people, and that we just need privacy, and we need our respect. And those are things that you have to have as a human. Matt, as upset as it makes you, you wouldn't trade your life now as it seems. That seems strange for some people to understand. If they're making you this miserable, how can you still say you're lucky? Brittany, because I have to believe that I'm here for a reason. Matt, what was the reason? (laughs) (laughs) Brittany, I don't know. I keep searching every day just like you do. 
but I'm so blessed with my baby. That's the happiest thing ever. It's like a miracle, but I just want the most normal life possible for him. Matt then goes on about how that's impossible. How is she going to give him a normal life? Whatever. (laughs) Positivity. Okay. Lauer then brings up Char Jackson. Quote, he left his girlfriend, Char Jackson, when she was pregnant. I think six months pregnant, Char was. Did that bother you? Did you stop and think, wait a second, that's a very delicate situation. Brittany replies that Jackson and K-Fed weren't, quote, technically together. Matt, do you ever stop and think he left someone else when she was a couple of months pregnant? Does that ever cross your mind? Was there something you did that brought the negative press on? He references the public opinion of her as a redneck. She then defends her marriage to Kevin and insists that it's going well, um, which it wasn't, but that was the whole reason for this interview was to get the paparazzi to leave her alone and also to sort of present this image of a happy family and a happy marriage. Mm -hmm. When asked if he regrets the sit down, Lauer said, quote, I think the only part that was at all controversial was she got very emotional in, in the interview and she began to cry. But keep in mind it was taped. We offered many opportunities to stop so that she could compose herself and she wanted to keep going. She was really feeling extremely emotional about the hounding of the press and the paparazzi and how they were making her life miserable. So I think I did my job. I let her talk. If people didn't think it went that well, I apologize. But I would do the same thing again. Whatever, you sexual predator. (laughs) Okay. An article by Michael Slezak, apologies, for, (laughs) apologies for (laughs) not pronouncing anything right ever, for Entertainment Weekly, published in 2006, discusses the interview. Quote, I could take the easy route in discussing Matt Lauer's interview with Britney Spears on NBC last night, pointing out the pop tart's janky use of finger quotes, the fact that she doesn't know enough to spit out her gum before the cameras roll, or even the way that, by my count, NBC used 47 different shots of Britney in her former sexier state during the 60-minute telecast, perhaps to provide contrast to her current badly styled pregnant incarnation. But I'm going to turn my patented brand of bitchery on a less obvious target, Mr. Lauer himself, who missed numerous opportunities to ask the right questions about Britney's plea for a life free from paparazzi and tabloid judgment. Let's roll the tape. Slezik writes that Lauer wasn't harsh enough. Quote, why didn't Lauer cut her off and get to the point? Something like, Brittany, I'm not wondering if you're worried Kevin is going to do the same thing to you. I'm wondering if you've ever put yourself in Char's shoes ever considered that some of this negative press coverage may have been prompted by the fact that Kevin left his pregnant baby mama to hook up with you in the first place. Yeah, because that's Brittany's fault. Mm -hmm. Even though she has said multiple times she did not know that they were together. Yeah, but women get blamed for everything, so... Yeah, it has nothing to do with Kevin. It's all Brittany. Mm. He also blames Brittany for the harassment and stalking she experienced and still does to this day. When Spears complained about the escalating presence of the paparazzi in her life, why didn't Lauer ask the obvious? Is Britney willing to take any responsibility for the fact that Britney and Kevin, Chaotic, the UPN reality series offering intimate details of her courtship and marriage, might have wet the public's appetite for news of her personal life and raised the stakes in tabloid coverage about her and Kevin? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. That is such (laughs) bullshit. I fucking can't. Anyway, you guys should know why that's a stupid argument. I don't have to explain that to you. And I really, I don't want to waste my breath on that. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Shout out to uh, someone named Jacob who commented, this has not aged well. Poor taste, Mr. Slezik. On the YouTube video? No, on this this article. Oh, (laughs) So true, Jacob. (laughs) So true. Anyway, I think you get the gist of it. The media had completely turned on Britney at this point. If they weren't, you know, being passive aggressive about it, they were outright blaming her for what was going on. Mm-hmm. The same month, Britney posted a 50-second snippet of a track called Rebellion on her website alongside an animation of her transforming into a Bengal tiger. The full version of Rebellion has never been leaked. It is a huge part of fan lore, just like Original Doll. Um, it might be her f- most 
famous unreleased song. Actually, I think it it is her most famous unreleased song. The melody is very haunting. I encourage you to look it up. We'll be posting it on our Instagram, but you should definitely go listen to the snippet. It's very creepy. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It, it gives me a weird, bad feeling, but <laughs> here are the lyrics. Because you're a rebellion, be wary of others, the ones closest to you, the poison they feed you, and the voodoo that they do. But in rebellion, there's a sparkle of truth. Don't just stand there. Do what you got to do. You'll find it in rebellion. Your body starts breathing. They're not believing what they're seeing because you're a rebellion. You'll find it so compelling with everyone yelling because your soul, you're not selling because you're a rebellion. So that's why I find it kind of creepy because <laughs> alongside that melody, that haunting melody, she's singing about not selling her soul. Yeah, that. Yep. Right, and voodoo, and I don't want to get into the loaded discussion around the use of the word voodoo, but... Right, right. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on this song? We can listen to it. Okay, pause again, yeah, guys. Sorry. Okay, so we're back. What did you think? I thought it, like, doesn't even sound like Britney. Like, not just, like, the voice. It's kind of, like, she's using, like, a different voice, kind of. Yeah. But also just, like, the whole song. Like, the... The, the attitude background, and the, yeah and the, the yeah. theme it's very dark it is very dark and it definitely reminds me of blackout a mm. lot um which was a definitely a huge departure from her first uh three albums yeah and even in the zone but it reminds me of mona lisa and the theme yeah yeah but we were talking about i forgot to mention this the first part of the song, you can hear, it's so unsettling because you can hear voices saying something indistinguishable in the background. Mm -hmm. And it reminds us of those stupid Illuminati <laughs> videos we used to watch yeah. on YouTube um, in middle school, where if you played the song backwards, it had like a demonic message. Right. A secret message. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's these weird whisperings. You don't know what they're saying, but it's just layered over with the the melody and the instruments. It just, ugh. Yeah, it is unsettling. And there's something in her voice when she's singing that's also, yeah. I keep saying haunting, but it's that is. Really, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like her, yeah, her ugh, voice. Chills, yeah. chills. It's, I really want it to be released, but I don't, if it mm -hmm. was released, I do not know if I could even listen to it. Yeah, it's like, it's just like dark yeah like the whole thing is like creepy it, it, but it's, it's good a, it's a different vibe that none of her other songs have in my opinion yeah. even her other unreleased songs that we'll talk about in a bit mm -hmm. none of them have this quality that rebellion has so yeah definitely definitely go listen to it yep yeah but beware be don't say we didn't warn you <laughs> don't listen to it before you're about to sleep because yeah. if you're like us and jump at anything mildly creepy mm. <laughs> you might have problems okay so let's move on to the vmas i just want to touch on that really quickly right before the birth of her second son Brittany and kevin filmed a short skit for the 2006 vmas a very pregnant Brittany complaints about her hair and makeup this is all skip by the way like they're just acting obviously okay. yeah it's yeah. comedy so yeah. <laughs> she's complaining about her hair and makeup kevin asks baby where's my cigarette <laughs> they pretend that they don't know the camera's on like kevin is the i don't think the camera's on and a faux concern Brittany asks where's the baby <laughs> okay, that was a horrible southern accent so many apologies to everybody bad. in the south <laughs> Kevin replies that he doesn't know where the baby is and something about a parking lot. I don't know. It's all an effort to make fun of themselves, to sort of be in on the joke instead of the butt of the joke. Not sure if it worked. Mm. I appreciate the effort. Yeah, um, yeah, it's funny. You know, Brittany could laugh at herself. She's always shown that, of course, it went too far eventually. Or, you know, it already had went too far, but... 
you can see that she isn't somebody who takes herself too seriously, right? Yeah. All right. So she then gave birth to her second son in September. And through the storm, Lynn writes, quote, To have two children so close together would be overwhelming for any woman. I believe Brittany had postpartum depression, which added to her broken-hearted spirit over the end of her marriage to Kevin and the enormous pressures of her career brought her to the breaking point. So many things in her life hadn't turned out the way she wanted them to. We will get to the end of the marriage in a second. Uh, I wouldn't say this is confirmation of postpartum because Lynn doesn't actually say that she was diagnosed. She just said she believes she suffered from it. Mm-hmm. And it's insight for sure into the situation from someone who is relatively close. Yeah. Or I should say was relatively close to Brittany at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be that surprising if she had it. Like, no, lost, not at all. Lost mothers get it, so. I know she doesn't like it when people speculate over mm-hmm. that stuff. That's why I'm not, I don't want to not speculate on it because of stigma or, um, because I, you know, think, oh no, Brittany can't suffer from any mental illness ever. It's just... Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. And she said she doesn't like it. So, oh, speaking of what she doesn't like, I will also not be posting any videos or pictures of, um, you know, her crying or her bad moments from the paparazzi. She says she doesn't like it. So, yeah, I will not be doing it. All right. On to the end of the marriage. As I mentioned, Kevin released music in 2006 and wanted to be taken seriously as an artist. He did not want to be the gold digger husband, or he did not want to be seen as the gold digger husband. Uh, Friends, you know, friends disclosed that apparently he, he was stuck on the fact that he would always be in her shadow. That he would always be seen as Britney's (laughs) husband. I know. (laughs) Duh. So that meant that he needed to carve out his own space in the industry. Unfortunately, beyond being a horrendous rapper, this was the opposite of what Britney wanted. As Steve Dennis notes, Britney loved Kevin for the normalcy that he brought, his white trashness, and the fact that not only was he a nobody in the industry, he also wasn't really trying to be famous when she met him, right? Like, yeah, he was a backup dancer, but was he a social climber? She didn't think so. When she married him, she probably suspected that because of these qualities, he wasn't a user, unlike many people you probably meet in the industry. So she's got two sons, and he's never there at this point. Mm. Dennis writes that Kevin's, quote, beckoned by the spotlight, forever away. Very dramatic. This is similar to how her own father's presence in her childhood, never really there, chasing success that wasn't coming... The New York Post reported that, quote, in fact, only three weeks after Spears gave birth to their second child in September, Federline sped off to Las Vegas in a private jet with a posse of his boys and partied it up. They booked tables at Club Tau for at least two consecutive nights and were seen surrounded by women, drinking a lot, and dancing on the banquet, a source told Page Six at the time. But every time one of those girls tried to take a picture, he freaked out and won't let them. He told Brittany he needed to go to Vegas for work. But he was actually just partying. Oh my god. What a douche. Three weeks after she gave birth. Yeah. Just leave her. Just leave her all alone with her second child. Yeah. And her sons were only born like a year apart. Yeah. That would be so hard. Yeah. So, in November of 2006, she filed for divorce. Rumor has it, she did it over text. I love that. Or she like told him over text. Yeah. To her surprise, and yes, surprise, because this was apparently a last-ditch effort to get him to come back home, and she didn't actually expect to go through with it. Oh. Kevin accepted it the next day and filed for sole custody. Oh! (laughs) What? A source said, quote, She was frantic. She is someone who showered her boys with kisses and hugs. She may have struggled at times, but Sean Preston and Jay are her world. She was in New York and meeting up with Larry Rudolph, her manager that she had fired right when news of the divorce broke, Mm -hmm. I think. Or this was very close to that time. And she looks really happy. She's ice skating. Yeah, not a sign of things to come. For the 2006 AMAs, Brittany presented an award in her first major public appearance since she filed for divorce. 
Right before she went on stage, an opening skit made fun of Kevin as, quote, the world's first ever no-hit wonder. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. According to Dennis, this was the straw that broke the camel's back in regard to Kevin's growing distrust of and contempt for Britney. After this, there was no turning back. He was going to fight as hard as he could to take her kids away from her. Oh, oh my god. The tabloids had been hinting at this for a while. The divorce, I mean. U.S. Weekly ran headlines such as, Britney moves out, then moves back in. New secrets behind her stormy marriage and why she can't let go. Their secret deal, Britney's ultimatum. Clean up or get out. What it will cost her to leave Kevin, how much money he gets, plus Brit puts baby in danger. Lynn writes that she was, quote, in trouble and that, quote, when she came home for Christmas with the babies, I could tell she was sad and restless. Plus, she was losing her aunt, Sandra. Remember? Yeah. Very close to Brittany. Um, she was sick mm-hmm. before when Brittany's career first uh, took off. But this time she was really, really sick, like Aww. terminal. Yeah. Um, plus, she was losing her aunt, Sandra. We all were. And that added to her pain. What I didn't know then, did anybody know, was how much she was truly suffering. <laughs> okay. Not that hard to... To guess. Yeah. I mean, just look at, you know, how could you see your daughter going through that so publicly and not realize? Yeah. Be like, oh, she's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Not great. So as a distraction, Brittany started to party. When Brittany went literally anywhere, 30 cars at the very least would follow her. Working in unison, the paparazzi essentially stalk Britney in order to capture her worst and most vulnerable moments and sell them for extremely high dollar amounts. Once, in what many today would consider an act of sexual assault, a paparazzi photographed her under her skirt when she was not wearing underwear. A nude photo was taken, sold, and distributed without her consent. She was also photographed with vomit on her top, going from club to club and running around with Paris Hilton, who was also a victim of the upskirting paparazzis. One photograph captured Brittany, Paris, and Lindsay Lohan together. It was published by the New York Post with the headline, Bimbo Summit. <laughs> Kevin, meanwhile, was a picture-perfect stay-at-home dad. Although Brittany argued that the media was not portraying the reality of her day-to-day life, the public had made up their minds. Kevin was the clear winner of the custody battle, and Brittany was starting to become completely unhinged. In December of 2006, she started dating a man named Isaac Cohen. Although he allegedly came to deeply regret it, he actually sold his story to a tabloid. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Brittany flew him to Las Vegas, where they stayed in a $20,000 a night villa. He revealed intimate details about their trip, but this next quote is what really interests me. Quote, once the sex stopped, Brittany was like a little girl lost. That is what Christina called her. Remember? Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Mm. Unable to cope with life. There were many occasions she wept uncontrollably. She she said she would do anything to be a normal girl again. She was convinced that pictures of her partying would mean she was going to lose custody. She realized the partying did not work. It made her even more miserable. Far from being a trashy drunk, the girl I met was shy, sweet, and desperately sad. And she was beside herself with with fear that her boys would be taken away. The tabloids were not so nice. U.S. Weekly, it's not U.S. Weekly. <laughs> Us Weekly ran the headline, Saving Britney, Intervention. Spears' parents beg her to stop partying with Paris Hilton as she risks her career and the custody of her kids. Okay, hmm. now we are going to read the Letters of Truth, which we have been doing for the past few episodes. All right. So I'm going to start at the beginning, of course. May 12th, 2006. I no longer study Kabbalah. Kabbalah? Kabbalah. Shit, we always forget how to pronounce this. Kabbalah. My baby is my religion. Hmm. Okay. She then posted a poem, Remembrance of Who I Am. No more chains that you gave me. Enough of pain, now I'm craving. Something sweet, so delight. How do you stand sleeping at night? 
silly patterns that we follow. You pull me in, I'm being swallowed by the ones you think you love. They pull you down, you can't see up above. Manipulation is the key. They screw it in because you're naive. You come to me now, why do you bother? Remember the Bible, the sins of the Father. What you do, you pass down. No wonder why I lost my crown. You don't see me now, you ask yourself why. My crown is back and it's way too high. For you to be in my presence, especially my son, you should bow down, I've only just begun. The guilt you fed me made me weak. The voodoo you did, I couldn't speak. You're awakening, the phone is ringing. Resurrection of my soul, the fear I'm bringing. What will you say? What will you do? She's not the same person that you're used to. You tricked me once, twice, now it's three. Look who's smiling now. Damn, it's good to be me. This is for everyone who thinks they know me. I forgive you. Oh. Yeah. So. Okay, before we discuss that, I do want to say she actually ended up recording that poem as a song called All That She Wants, which sampled Ace of Bass. Oh, yeah. So the chorus is, all that she wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow, boy. And then it repeats. Um, I'll just read out the lyrics because they kind of changed a bit from the poem. Verse 1. Needed a fight as an excuse to get away from me you've misused. Sit there, make me look guilty. You will leave in any way but with me. You have a career? I can't tell. I treat you men so well. No more boosting your egos. Come on, you're smoking. What the hell knows? And the chorus. And then the the poem, but it it's, it's a, a note note the changes mm-hmm. no more chains that you gave me enough of pain now i'm craving something sweet so delight how can you men stand sleeping at night the silly pattern that i followed i saw my mama being swallowed by the one who she loved he pulled her down couldn't see up above manipulation was his key he screwed it in because she was naive we're not perfect we must say but now i've got to run away And then um, the chorus. Mm -hmm. So I think the changes are interesting. I mean, you might think that it's about Kevin. Mm -hmm. I think the first verse is about Kevin and Justin. Yeah. Um, Sit there and make me look guilty. You have a career I can't tell. I treat you men so well. Yeah. It's plural. I train you men, I think is what it is. Oh, sorry. I train you men so well. Yeah. And then the changes in the second verse which were which uh, was originally the poem, make me think that she wanted us to know, obviously, she's talking about her dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she was telling us, before the conservatorship happened, a year before. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's... That her dad, yeah. Yeah, chills. Yeah. I keep saying that, chills. chills. Literal chills. Literal chills. But for real, you guys... <laughs> Oh my gosh, this poem, yeah, Mm -hmm. I love this poem, but it's very, very sad. Manipulation was his his key, screwed it in because she was naive. We are not perfect, we must say, but now I've got to run away. So I think she's like acknowledging her mistakes, Mm -hmm. but saying, listen, my dad is cooking something up. Yeah. And I've got to get out of here before he does something. Maybe that's just the conspiracy nut in me, but I feel like (laughs) she knew something was coming. Mm. And she told us that through her her music. You know, saying she wasn't going to be a victim of her father anymore or like her mom was. Yeah, like That she wasn't going to be locked down by him. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, we know how everything turned out, but... And that poem was accompanied by a picture of her and her friends uh, flipping the camera off. (laughs) In July of 2006, she posted a poem, Tigers, Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright in the Forest of the Night, What a Mortal Hand or Eye Could Frame Thy Fearful Symmetry, William Blake, very famous poem. Symmetry. I feel like like that's how we should read it, but I don't think... (laughs) That's probably not right. The letter of truth is, in some ways, people are a lot like animals. I'm mesmerized by tigers. Their eyes, their stripes, their constant quest for survival. 
They almost have a sense of mysteriousness about them. They pull you in and make it difficult to look away. They make you wonder what is behind their gaze. A sense of eerie awe comes over you in their presence. The fear they give you when you pass them is stunning. Behold the beauty of the tiger. Cool. She's a thinker. <laughs> in December, she wrote, It's been so long since I've been on, out on the town with friends. It's also been two years since I've celebrated my birthday. Every move I make at this point has been magnified more than I expected, and I probably did take my newfound freedom a little too far. Anyway, thank God for Victoria's Secret's new underwear line. <laughs> I look forward to a new year, new music, and a new me. I'm just getting started. Happy holidays, everyone. Brittany. <laughs> okay, so those were the letters of truth, and I don't know. What do we think compared, I don't know if you remember, like, the last letters of truth, but mm. I don't think they were as revealing as these ones. Yeah. Or particularly the the poem she wrote, yeah, Remembrance it's very personal. of Who I Am. And the title of that poem, is that? Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's a lot to think about. Um, I mean, in the last letter of truth, she doesn't even acknowledge what's going on. Right. I mean, she does a little bit, but she doesn't talk about the divorce or the custody battle. Nothing. Just says, yeah, everyone's paying close attention to me. I took it a little too far. Yeah. Thank God for Victoria's Secret new underwear line. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. hard, hard to say. Um, Like I said, things definitely take a turn because next episode we'll be going into... 2007 yeah. and everyone knows what went on in that year um yeah so any thoughts on the <laughs> um, all everything uh, all of that any thoughts on papa zao Choi, yo yo <laughs> your thing on me <laughs> oh. yeah 2006 was quite the year um I feel like Kevin is such a piece of shit. Kevin That's my is my main takeaway from this. Shit. Wow. Just like from the beginning, he was it's always a piece so of shit. It's so weird because people or, you know, the media, the public saw him as this huge redneck who was taking advantage of her. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, they're kind of, you know, praying for her downfall. Yeah. And then saying like he's a better parent than yeah. her. Yeah. Exactly. They're just, like, against her always, basically. Yeah. So when Kevin's with her... Yeah, then they're against him. He's bad. Him. Yeah. When Kevin's against her... Yeah, then they're like, oh, good. go Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what it's like to be a woman in the music industry. Yeah. Uh, That's what it seems like. So, enough with the negativity. <laughs> anyway. Just two negative Nellies over here. <laughs> Continuing with the tradition of lightening things up a little bit, at the end of the episode, we shared what our favorite Britney moments from last year were. Mm. Now, what is your Britney prediction of oh. 2022? Okay, I'm going to say, and I am, like, trying to manifest this. Okay. I hope that she continues to write amazing mini stories. Yeah. In her Instagram captions, as a preview to her mysterious book oh, that will eventually be released. About the mysterious book, I knew it. I am an yeah. English major. Yes. I need my book. I mean, that I poem. That poem is fucking a bit. Can I yeah. get? I don't even like poetry, but can I get <laughs> a full book of yeah, Britney Britney's poems? poems? That would be awesome. Yeah. She doesn't need to do do a tour or music or no, no. whatever. Um, I mean, of course she should do whatever she wants to do, but she yeah. said she wanted to release a book. So if she wants to publish a book. That would be great. We would love that. Yeah. I just hope she like lives her life the way she wants. That's to your prediction is she's going to live her life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good prediction. That's what I'm manifesting that. I feel like she's free. That's actually going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think it will be a good year for her. After a long time of not so good years. I think that last year, in comparison to everything else, it, I don't know if it was a... It wasn't a good year. It's definitely a changing... A big it was a big year. year. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy to think about how she was such an icon in her teens. Yeah. And then she became an icon 
for how the media treated her, right, and the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. So sort of like this infamous yeah. figure in the media. Um, as we'll talk about, one of the most followed celebrities yeah. ever. Yeah. Alongside people like Princess Diana. Yeah. So. And then. She was almost a royal, too. <laughs> she was almost, <laughs> she don't been forget, been she was almost queen. Sisters, Princess Diana. <laughs> Sis, not sisters. Okay, whatever, you know. All the same. In the oh my god, family. we don't know biology. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> anyway, and then after that, she becomes like this legacy because of how famous she was in her teens, which you know is pretty normal for huge icons like Madonna and Michael Jackson, of course. But then the conservatorship. Yeah, then there's a whole other layer. That's just that just was uncovered. And now recently. she's like a human rights icon. Yeah. yeah. People are gonna be talking about this in their law classes. Yeah. And it's just I mean, politicians were talking about it, um mm-hmm. you know, and trying to get bills passed regarding conservatorships. No yeah. comment on those bills, by the way, because I have no idea. Um, if you want more commentary on that, I'm sure you can find it, but we don't know anything about that. However, just wanted to point out like how crazy the trajectory of her life and career is. Yeah. And she's still like super, super famous. And she's what? How old is she? 40. 40. Yeah. 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 She's just a perpetual icon. Not to mention Instagram influencer. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Everyone is, like, Queen obsessed of with her Instagram now. <laughs> like, yeah. even on TikTok, it's, like, I've seen lots of people talk about. Yeah, I mean. And the young people of today know How can know you her. not love the spinning? It's right? just so happy and The high fun angle, and low waist. Yes. Spinning, posing. <laughs> and honestly, being so authentic and doing whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Instead of posting these super face-tuned, mm-hmm. photoshopped yeah, like, pictures of yourself at only your very best moments. Yeah, exactly. She's, like, very human, you know, like, down to earth. And that's always why people have loved her. Exactly. So, yeah. She's just another Yeah, fuck person. everyone who's like, oh, why does she have bags under her eyes? Girl, fuck off. What? I mean, because she's 40 and she's Do we a not person? all have bags she's under human? our eyes? Hello? Yeah, seriously. And she looks really good for what she's... She does. Well, no, like, she just looks good, period. But, I mean, yeah. if yeah. I went through that... Yeah, I would not look... I think like, I'd... I would I think look I'd look, like, look like absolute... Exactly. Like, like a absolute rat who just shit. jumped out of the sewer, jumped around the corner. Yeah, it's yep. it's quite <laughs> amazing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the point is, she looks great. She is great. Legend, icon. Legend, icon. Whatever you want to call it. God... Godney. Godney. The word of Godney. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Thank you all, everybody, for listening to us ramble on and on. <laughs> yep. It oh, is. and Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Spiritual Awakening. That's S-P-E-A-R-I-T-U-A-L and check out our website at spiritualawakening.wixsite.com slash podcast for all of our sources, Brittany updates, and more. See you next time, and may the Holy Spirit guide you.